all week, I have been seeking to answer one question. And that is, how do I help you all understand and grasp the, the magnitude, the greatness, the importance of prayer for your life? That's been my one question. I've been praying and seeking God. How do I help students who are young and in school and after school activities and busy and all the chaos of life to realize that prayer is so important for your life? And honestly, I, I can't alone convince you, I, I know that, but I at least want to offer you my testimony. I want to offer you uh, my story of how prayer has permeated and saturated my entire Christian life in good times and in bad times. And so when I first surrendered my life to God, it, it started with the prayer. It was something like this, God, if you give me back this temp service job, I'll stop smoking marijuana. That was my prayer. That was my first prayer to God. Like, God, do you do that? Next day, the employer called me. Okay. Uh, when I first started to serve as a volunteer in youth ministry about 10 year ago, years ago, I prayed. Uh, when I met my wife and I wanted to marry her, I prayed. When I preached my very first sermon on a Sunday morning, I was so scared and nervous, I prayed. Uh, when I applied to Moody Bible Institute and got accepted, I prayed. When I graduated and I was looking for a job, I prayed and they brought me here. Uh, when my mom tried to commit, commit suicide multiple times, I prayed. When the doctors thought our firstborn son might have birth defects, I prayed. What I'm trying to say is that my life, my Christian life, my walk with God, it's dominated, it's soaked in prayer. Uh, when I feel overwhelmed with anxiety and stress, and that happens, I pray. Uh, when I feel ashamed of my sin and my failures, I pray. When I fail as a husband and as a, as a father, I pray. When I rejoice in the spiritual growth of myself or a student, I pray. Pray, pray, pray. My Christian life is just permeated, permeated by it. And students, I would go as far as to say as that prayer is the life blood to your walk with God. Just like your body cannot have life apart from blood, your Christian life cannot have life apart from prayer. It's the oxygen of our souls. Prayer is everything because prayer is where we encounter God and God is everything. And so I, all week I've just been asking God, please, please show them. I know prayer seems like a, maybe even a boring topic, a disinterested topic, but at the core you all need so bad to talk to God in prayer, to know God in prayer, to go close to him in prayer. Um, and so I'm, I'm asking tonight that you would open your heart to realize that learning to pray might be the very most important skill you will ever learn in this life, prayer. So let's go ahead and read our passage, pray and dig in. Father in heaven, I ask you now that you would grant us the spirit of wisdom and the revelation of your son Jesus, that you would show us him in his power, his glory, his beauty, and you as our father tonight. Lord, by your spirit, help us come to grasp in all its greatness that you're our dad. And so I, I pray that this message would do that. I know it can only be done by you, God, and we leave that into your hands now. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, can I have somebody read the passage? Volunteer? Audrey. Okay. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. 
Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Matthew 6, 9-13. Thank you. So if you all remember last week, Jesus taught us how not to pray. Uh, more specifically, he urged you, he said, don't be like the hypocrites, right? Uh, don't be like those who only pray most often in public for the praise and approval of others, uh, only so that they might be seen. And he also taught us not to pray like the unbeliever who tries to use many words and phrases thinking that they just say the right things, God will answer their prayers. But contrary to the hypocrite, Jesus teaches his disciples to pray in secret, right? He says, go in your room, shut that door and pray to your father who's in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And against the unbelievers, Jesus says, don't heap up a bunch of words. Uh, uh, Don't try to inspire God to answer with some great speech. Rather, trust that your father knows already what you need before you ask him. So just pray as yourself. Just come as you really are. Don't try to be impressive. And so right after Jesus teaches the disciples how not to pray, he then turns to teach them how to pray. So look at verse 9. Jesus says, pray then like this. And so in the next five verses, Jesus is going to present his disciples with a model, a model of faithful prayer. And and note that I said model. Jesus says, pray like this. Pray like this. He doesn't say, pray exactly these words in the formulaic stance every time you pray. No, uh, it's okay to recite this prayer for yourself, but that's not Jesus' point. And so I don't want you to get the wrong idea. It's not about the exact words Jesus says as much as it's about the heart and values behind the words that Jesus wants us to imitate. So let me give you an example. Uh, when I pray aloud with my two-year-old, uh, Levi, so maybe Levi's right here, he's sitting eating his food very sloppily, getting mess everywhere. Um, I'll say, okay, let's pray before our meal. And he's like, okay. And, I was, and he just looks at me the whole time as my eyes are closed. Uh, Close your eyes, Dad, as he stares at me. Uh, uh, I say something like, thank you, Father, for this food. Thank you for Mama. Thank you for Levi. Thank you for Theo. Thank you for baby brother number three on the way. And in that moment, I'm teaching Levi. I'm teaching my little boy how to pray. And, and what I want him to understand from the prayer is that God is the giver of our food and our family. And so we thank him. And, and I don't care if Levi uh, uses the same exact language as much as I care about him understanding the principle. We give God thanks in prayer because little Levi, he's the source of everything good in your life. Jesus is doing the same for us. He's bringing us in on how he prays how he communicates, how he spends time with his dad in prayer. That's what we have in these next five verses. But tonight, we're just going to focus in on the first words, the very first words uh, of this passage, the opening of the prayer. So look back at verse 9. Jesus says, pray then like this, our Father in heaven. So, So the first principle The first principle that Jesus wants you to learn about prayer is understanding who are you praying to? And according to Jesus, as his disciples, we address God in prayer as our father, as our father. Now, for many of us, this might not be a new idea and it doesn't sound like anything controversial or special. But for the people in ancient times, this was just a radical new way of relating to God. 
This was not their norm. See, for most Greeks, uh, the gods were fickle and impatient and demanding and, and easily disturbed. In fact, uh, they might even uh, kill their own godchildren. For example, legend has it that Zeus threw his son off the top of a mountain because the baby was too ugly. That's the legend, right? And for the Jewish people, their prayer would have been something like, Our Creator, our King, our Sovereign in Heaven, not our Father in Heaven. See, for them to use such intimate, gooey language to address the God of the heavens would have been a little uncomfortable, maybe even boastful or prideful, they would have felt. And when we actually think and ponder, what does it mean for you to call God dad? What does that mean? Uh, you might come to grips with maybe their response isn't that awkward. Because good dads have intimate, very involved relationships with their children. They change diapers. Uh, they spoon feed babies. They hold sleeping babies in their arms. They console and comfort them when they cry. Uh, dads, go to your basketball or soccer games or recitals or, and they cheer you on. Uh, dads, discipline you when you go off the rails toward danger. Dads, listen to your fears and your worries and your dreams. They, they provide for you and protect you from harm. They teach you and instruct you in wisdom and truth. Dads rejoice with you in good times and grieve with you in bad times. In short, good dads, faithful dads, they love and support and delight in their children. And Jesus says, God is your dad. Call him father. That is God feels and he acts towards you the same way a good human father feels and acts toward his children. And I know for some of us that might be hard to grasp. And, and for me personally, uh, I didn't grow up with a father. I didn't grow up with a dad. Um, and so in the past, I, I struggled like, wow, he's my dad. Okay, that's cool. But he's really great and majestic and holy and big and transcendent. I clung on to that more. Uh, but as I became a dad, uh, things got a little bit more clear for me. I, I felt, wow, I really, really, really love my boys. Like, they're two little heads. I just can't wait to another head. I just kiss them and hug them and tickle them and love them. I want to serve and bless them. Like, I want to know their hearts, their personalities, what they're good at, what they're weak at. I, I just want to spend time with them. And, and that's when it hit me. If, if I'm this devoted and committed to my children, if I love my boys, if I as an earthly, sinful, limited, selfish man, you guys just don't even know, if I care this much about my boys, how much more does my father, Father in heaven, in heaven, care about his children. And see, that's the important qualifier. Note that we pray to our Father in heaven, in heaven. So see, as much as I can be a good earthly father, an earthly father to Levi and Theodore, I can only slightly, I mean, just barely resemble the way God fathers us. Ultimately, I'm nothing in comparison to the God in heaven. See, when I get home from work, I'm like tired. I'm kind of a little cranky. I'm a little hungry. And I just kind of, you know, I want to say hi to my boys and say hi to them. But another part of me is just like, huh, God doesn't get tired. He's not tired. Uh, he never grows weary like me. I, I can lose my temper. I can respond with harshness. Uh, he's always patient and tender. While I sometimes will eventually mislead my boys, God never lacks wisdom. 
Why I will break promises. God will always keep his word. He never tells a lie. What I'm saying is that he doesn't miss your games. He doesn't miss your recitals. He doesn't miss any intimate, close part of your life. He's involved in every single moment. Your father in heaven. He's not distracted with his phone or hobbies. He's always present, always committed, passionate about you, listening, and he loves you more than anyone. Your father in heaven. Man, it's crazy. Uh, Students, this is one of the most profound blessings of the gospel, that Jesus, because he died for your sin and rose from the dead three days later, that if you believe in him and you trust in him and you follow him, he adopts you into God's family. He brings you in as a son and daughter. And so then, God the Father will love you in the same way he loves God the Son. And he loves God the Son. He loves precious Jesus. And he will love you with that same great love. Even though you're inclined, you're inclined to drift away from him. You're inclined to turn away from him. You're you're tempted to disown and disbelieve and disregard him. You're tempted to just walk away from God all the while he pursues you to the end of a bloody, soaked wooden tree. And notice that the prayer begins with the word, our father. You see that? It's not my father, it's our. This means that if you believe and follow Jesus, you and I have the same dad. Isn't that weird? We got the same dad. You're my brother. You're my sister. Uh, We're family in this room. If you love and follow Jesus, these are your brothers and sisters right by you. Did you know that? It is weird, Aiden. It is. We, we share a bond together uh, forged by the precious and holy eternal blood of the Son of God. We share an eternal destiny together. It's way deeper and more profound than your interest or your hobby. Just because two of your buddies, they both like golf or they both like soccer or they both like airsoft. That's not what holds Christians together. It's the blood of Jesus. So I want you to just look around for a second. Look around. Look around. I don't care if you are radically different. If you both trust in Jesus, you're family. (laughs) Isn't that great? You're you're not supposed to walk this journey alone. You're not meant to be alone. It's hard. It's so hard to follow Jesus in this world. We need each other. And when Jesus says, our father, he's teaching us that. He's teaching us that you need your sisters. You need your brothers. And some then, in the opening words of Jesus' prayer, he teaches us that the most primary, the most fundamental way we are to understand, like, how do I relate to God, is that he is your dad. And he feels and acts towards you better than any human father could ever feel or act towards you. He loves you. And so the question then is, do you call God dad? Do you call him dad? Because he wants you to. He wants you to know him as your father. And that's the foundation of prayer. God has made you. He's made your body, your eyes, your hair, everything about you. He knows. He loves you. You are precious to him. You're his child. You belong to him. And he's saying, call me father. Call me dad. I got you. I will teach you. I will protect you. I will bless you. I will help you. Whatever you need, I am there. Way more than your parents. 
Your parents cannot compare to the love of God, even though they can be awesome. So the question is, do you call God dad because he wants you to? Let's pray. Father, oh, I'm so glad I get to call you father. I love you, dad. Thank you so much. You are so good. And you're so wise and you teach us truth and you lead us in the path of joy and peace and goodness. You can heal our trauma and our wounds. Uh, you can show us everything that we need, Lord. And I'm just so thankful for you. And I pray, Father, the students would come, please, by faith in your son and Jesus. They would trust in him and they would call you Father. By the Spirit, Lord, help them. Help them cry out to you for, to be saved, to be known by you. Only you can do this. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.